Hey, listener, what's up? Thanks for pressing play. Happy holidays to you. Our gift to you this holiday season is Star Wars and nothing but Star Wars. That's right. It's our review of the latest and greatest Star Wars movie, Rogue One, in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, December 23rd, 2016. Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. All right, this is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Chocolate, be nerded. Be funny, disturbing. Chocolate, be nerded. Spoiler alert. Chocolate, be nerded. Be funny, disturbing. Chocolate, be nerded. Spoiler alert. That's right. You know what this is. We're jocking. We're nerding. We're spoiler alerting, especially this episode. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And that makes Jock and Nerd the show. Jock and Nerd, of course, also joining us is everybody's favorite felty. You love him. You want to touch him. You want, you want him to felt you up. It's Rugs. What's up, Rug Boy? How you doing? What's up, everybody? Good earth to you, Imran and Anthony. Good Earth to you, Rugs, and joining us, special guest in the studio, a gentleman we are going to call Joe from work. Joe Why? From work. Because it's our friend Joe from work. What's up, buddy? Joe thanks for work. coming. What's up. going on, guys? Thanks for inviting yourself. He I also mean, listens. For, uh, he oh, listens yeah. to the show. Yeah. So he's a listener. Oh, yeah. In his defense, uh, Joe rides to work. Yeah, Joe is a listener, and uh, and man, he invited himself. You are managed correct. to invite himself yeah. while we were in, inebriated at a holiday party. Listen, it was the work holiday party, and Joe Joe uh, knows his movies. He's a big Star Wars fan. He's like, "Hey, I want in on the Rogue One," and this is very much in tradition. Remember way back our first movie review, yeah, Age of Ultron, Episode Ten, pre Rug Boy. Yeah, you had just brought your buddy Rex, right? Well, also you're a very agreeable person. <laughs> yes, and when you've been drinking, you're even more agreeable. <laughs> so he caught you at the right time, <laughs> and I didn't even remember that so we Joe, were going to have him on. How long did it take you to actually start listening to the show and liking it? Was it like the first one? And then, or was it like, eh? And then you, <laughs> it was like uh, two or three good movie reviews. So okay. I was talking to Amron. We talk at work, you know, Joe from work. He's yeah. a Joe from work. He's a regular listener, man. Every week yeah. he's like, okay. hey, check out the podcast. So of course, look, this is what we love to do. We love to talk with our friends and geek out about stuff. And it's going to be our big star Wars review. But for the new listener, if you are a new listener, Thanks for listening. It's the weekly show where we geek out about comic book stuff. And usually we do a bunch of news and then we'll do, we'll talk about TV. But this one is just Star Wars, all Star Wars all day, son, because uh, look, it's a really good movie. You want to focus on it and it's the holidays and people need to get places. So we're going to try to get through this quickly because this is, uh, it's Anthony's birthday weekend. It is. Oh, yeah. So, Jock and Nerd. Happy Jock and Nerd birthday. One day, to you. one year closer to 30 almost. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I, shit. I can't wait for the day Anthony becomes old like yeah, he us. He wakes up with a, with a, a gray pubic hair. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> I try to dye it. <laughs> like that Curb Your Enthusiasm oh, episode. Every year you get older, I just get happier because you're going to be like, you're going to be an old, old fart oh, like yeah. me. It's yeah. going to be great. But look, people got to get places and we don't want to hold you up. It's also, this will be our last posted show of 2016 oh wow uh we're gonna record another show in 2016 but it will post 2017 concluding our first full year of uh shows first official calendar year we made it but we're not but we're at a year and a half 
or like more, uh, a little over a year. Uh, three months, it will be uh, two years oh, wow. by late March. Whoa. So isn't that crazy, Rugs? Uh, so we have wasted people's time. We have <laughs> wasted. Uh, we put out seventy six episodes in twenty sixteen. Yeah, it's been a long time of wasted time. Yeah. It's been a lot of wasted talking about audio. things that don't matter. And uh, we, we, you know, we'd like to thank all the listeners who started listening in twenty sixteen. Talking nerd, hell yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, and finally, before we get started, if you want to contact the show, listener, just go to jockandnerd.com slash contact. Uh, we have some feedback at the end of the show. I got an email we're going to talk about. It. It's very cool. But we, you can find our email, our Twitter, Facebook, uh, SpeakPipe. You could send us your voice and stuff. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So stick around for the feedback. Fellas, let's get into this review with this right here. This will get us in the mood. You know, what's funny about that that music is there wasn't really that much of it in the movie, if you think about it. The, no. Uh, the no. Cla- that was my old ringtone for my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> oh, boy. You're like, oh, shit. Vader's calling. You know that, that music, playing? maybe because I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, yeah. but that music playing during the movie almost took me out of the movie. Why? Because yeah. you were like, oh, wait, this is a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I was like, huh. thir- I, I was enjoying the movie for what it was, and then I was like, oh, wait. It's one of those part of those Star Wars things. Well, we'll get into that, whether it was uh, how much it was part of a saga movie and how much it stood alone. But before we start, of course, huge spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alerts. I'm just going to hit one of these. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Because this is kind of a movie that you need to go in before it gets spoiled. Would you guys agree? I don't know, because I don't really follow Star Wars, but. Joke. I mean, just yeah. in terms yeah, of, I would say so. yeah, the way it wraps itself up. So, listener, if you haven't seen Rogue One, you don't want it to be spoiled, please put the podcast down and back away slowly. Otherwise, plow ahead with us. I'll, I'll say this. There's a moment in the movie when I realize what's going to happen to all the, the characters. Yes. Where I'm like. You're like, oh, I'm like, oh yeah. And I'm like, I'm They're glad I didn't know doing, this. Yeah, I that's what I'm talking okay. about, which is why I really want to, you know, put our spoiler disclaimer out there. So, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, or is that the actual title? That was my was first it question. Star Wars story or anthology? Did they change that? No, it was none of it. All it said was Rogue One, was Rogue yeah. One at the beginning. I thought that was interesting. Uh, let's check in on the numbers, as I like to do when we start reviewing some of these things. Rotten Tomatoes, oh, went up. It was at 84, 85%. Uh, tomato of, meter. Friday, December 23rd, so yes. a little over a week after this yes. movie came out. Yes. Uh, oh, you know what? What? There was some breaking news that I wanted to get to real quick. Right. Uh, 2016, the year the movie Final Destination came to life for a lot of celebrities, is trying really hard again right now. Earlier today, Friday, December 23rd, it was reported Carrie Fisher suffered what they called a massive heart attack on a flight from uh, London to Los Angeles. Uh, was in critical condition, but her brother had updated the last update from her brother. Todd said that her sister is out of emergency and in stable condition, but she was on the plane, suffered a massive heart attack, and they had to kind of jump in and uh, help her. So that's pretty crazy, dude. How old is she? She is, uh, I believe, she's 60. 60. She's only 60. That's not that old. No. Damn. 
No wonder she was a robot in the film. No wonder she was all uh, fake. Spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> fake, like, that's how old Rugs is. Rugs, don't take any planes or take your medication. So I just are, you know, prayers and thoughts with fucking Princess Leia. Jesus, 2016 is just uh, not, does not want to quit. Every year someone dies. Yeah, 60 is too young, dude. Don't it's, die. It's what I think. Uh, hopefully she'll pull through. We are thinking about her back to the numbers. This movie made pretty good money. It's only been out seven days. Production budget at two hundred million. Opening weekend, what they projected came through one hundred fifty-five million plus opening weekend, which is pretty good. So, as of December twenty-second, it's made two hundred twenty-one million dollars domestically, four hundred nineteen million worldwide. Oh shit! It's not bad in seven days. No, it's not bad at all. And in terms of the Star Wars movie, I you know nothing is ever gonna fucking top the Force Awakens. I don't know. I don't think this will. No, this. So is if not. they do even like forty percent of what they did this week at last week and this weekend, what are we at? You think? I mean, I think it should. Uh, uh, it's trending well. It's yeah. it's going to do very well. It's going to probably. It'll probably end up like third or fourth. Here's the thing: it has Wars not yeah. opened in China yet. Everybody, that's big. And there's China. Two big Chinese. Well, there was one real big Chinese actor. In yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some cool martial yeah. arts scenes, and it's opening in Korea and China, so it still has uh, markets it's opening in. So, of course, The Force Awakens made 247 million dollars opening, and domestic made 936 fucking million dollars. Is that domestic? Yeah. No, that's all. No, that's gross. Total. Yeah. yeah. So I think it could ah, make 300, 400 million. Oh, it's gonna make. It's gonna easily hit right? 300. Yeah. It'll, it'll probably go like 350. That's pretty good. This also another big milestone for Disney. This helped Disney become the first movie studio to officially cross $7 billion at the fucking box office. Oh, shit. Disney Studios just All in time? this movie. Or this year? For the year. Oh, wow. wow. It made $7 billion. Well, you, let's see. You got Captain America Civil War. Yes. Zootopia. Yes. And Rogue One. Rogue All One. Finding franchises. Dory also made about a, 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 oh, yeah. a, a close to a billion. Uh, it's This is unprecedented. Uh, Universal last year uh, made like 6.8. So they topped Universal. And fucking nothing can stop Disney. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. So look, guys, let's start with, I want to get a baseline, of course. Of our fandom of Star Wars. Uh, the listener kind of knows our, our baseline. We'll get through that. But, Joe, you are our guest. What's your yes. relationship with the Star Wars franchise? Um, I mean, I saw the... the uh... And talking to the mic, motherfucker. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I saw the, you know, the ones from the 70s, 80s when I was younger. So I grew up on it. The OT. The yes. original trilogy. Yes. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, saw the uh, the other ones um, while I was growing up. Phantom Menace, those, those were... Uh, and then uh, Force Awakens, big fan of. So I've been uh, growing up on them, watching them my whole life. Right on. You didn't really, did you do the whole toy thing at all? You know what? Kind of. Not really. I was more into like Power Rangers, that stuff. Ah, see, you young motherfuckers. Anthony, you, and you are our casual Star Wars aficionado of the group. Very, very casual. Yeah. As very, in, there are parts in the movie I'm like, what they I talk? didn't understand what they were talking about. Oh, really? Like references that I had to like read. I was like. Oh, General Tarkin was in other movies? Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was, my God, that was crazy. That, that, like, stuff like that, where I'm like, uh, is that a reference to something that I don't understand? Dude, that shit was crazy. Rugs, uh, you you had the toys. You're, you're, you're my generation. Yeah. What was, uh, what was the first Star Wars you saw? 
I think I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. Yes, me too. That's how old we fucking are. That's what yeah. I remember. Is that the third one? That's the, I, the third yeah. one released. Yeah, episode no, VHS had just boomed. Yes. So I was able to see Star Wars very early on in life before Jedi. So like I already had seen uh, the other two on VHS before Jedi came out. Yeah, and I can't remember. You're right. This was the era when like these movies were on VHS everywhere. And I can't remember if I saw them first and then saw Jedi. But the Jedi means a lot to me just because it was the first like one of these movies I saw. I was like eight or nine. It was the perfect age. It just you know blew my mind. And of course, I had the toys. I had the fucking <laughs> uh, uh, the Jabba the Hut playset that made no sense where the trap door opens up. Like, Jabba, your favorite, because he that. most resembles you. He was. Yeah. I could relate to Jabba. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I wish I had a little slimy slug with that could run and jump again. <laughs> things. Uh, no, and I had the little uh, C-3PO broken up toy from Empire where it's on Chewbacca's back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. sold like that version, and it was awesome. So and I read the comics, and they make really good comics. So opening thoughts, let's go back to Joe. Uh, you know what? It was good. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was different. It was closer to uh, the original Star Wars, I would say. I think I've, I heard you say that, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely different, but I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, <laughs> my turn. I uh, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Right on. Not knowing anything, it reminded me a lot of a, like a Saving Private Ryan sort of deal. Sweet. Yeah. You know, I think what works the most is, or in any of those movies when it's executed well, is those missions where it's like a band of small, a small team that's making a huge sacrifice that no one will ever find out about. Yeah, I like yeah. those kind of stories. This is probably the movie that is gonna. Might turn me on to Star Wars a little oh, more. Oh, snap. I like I like this oh, way shit. more than Force Awakens, for sure. Right on. Uh, Rugberto? Yeah. I like this movie. I enjoyed it. I, th- I think it's a good tonal shift for, the, for Star Wars. There are some things I don't like about it, but for the most part, I, I was watching it going, hey, I really like what they're doing here. I really think they should do more movies like this. So I think it was a step in the right direction, and it was well done. Yeah, I mean, I got agree. I I really enjoyed this movie. This was kind of the battle movie I thought it was going to be, and the battle movie I wanted. Uh, it was uh, it was dark, like Empire Strikes Back. Dark, yeah. you know. I love that it didn't have a happy ending. I love that it wasn't safe. That blew me away. That Disney actually let them get away with this great Suicide Squad version of Star Wars. Almost reminded me of that. It reminded me of Slaving Private Ryan. Also. Uh, and then the the fucking droid stole the show. But yeah, overall, again, I did enjoy this more than Force Awakens too. I, I want to throw in that Gareth Edwards beautifully shot this movie. Yeah. This is probably one of the more beautiful movies I've seen. Yeah, it. you Look, really got to hand it like composition, the way like the way the Death Star feels when that destruction happens. When I don't oh, just yeah. all the scenes. Where, I mean, the way he makes the composition is just beautiful. The the battle on the ground and the fact that the final whole battle is really bright and colorful and not like someplace dark. It's bright and colorful, but there's stakes there. So, yes. Yeah. High stakes. And uh, you, you really got to hand it to him. Cause what is this? His third movie? I think so. This is, is this like it's second real big budget movie. Yeah. And his third actual movie. That's crazy. That's crazy for the third movie. Like he killed it. I was really happy with uh what he did he has seven director's credits but yeah it's third, pretty much the third one though now it's been released yeah the other documentary he's, I mean, short. again he's proven he can he can he can shoot stuff really well his his characters might not have the best character development but he can shoot things and make it look awesome absolutely the composition was just beautiful again in this and all all these things he really has a good sense of things like i mean you take godzilla he had a really good sense of 
of like how to do it right in a lot of ways. He just made some choices that I didn't like. And I, and I want to say same with this movie, but the way he shot it is amazing. He really is a, a great cinematographer and a great artist when it comes to that. Can I ask you, Star Wars guys, has there ever been Star Wars movies like on a beach like this or in like the rain like that? No, no. no. Well, yeah. the, so the jungle. So the what? Uh, the other thing this movie did, it was paced well, but it, it reminded me of the original trilogy in a good way. Unlike Force Awakens reminded me of the original trilogy, but it was all like, I've seen this already. It was derivative. This somehow managed to pull elements from all three of the movies. Like the jungle stuff was very like Jedi at the end of Jedi. But then to have those ad ads instead of in the snow, they're on the beach. All he did was like move them to the beach. And you're like, wow, why would we never see that before? <laughs> and I mean, this movie has the most fucking battles in any of the star Wars movies. I think like actual, like this is the war. They put the war in fucking star Wars. Yeah. And they don't have one Jedi in those battles. And I don't think we needed yeah. any Jedi. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, I love the feeling of the force is kind of this thing that people still kind of worship and they trust. But, uh, a lot of destruction, man. A lot of death. Uh, Joe, what worked for you in this movie? Name, name me the one. The pacing thing. was right. It, it kept me in it the yeah. whole movie. I was, I was in it. Yeah, it never dragged. I thought, and uh, it was always, it was always because uh, I didn't know. The beauty of this thing is, you know what happens at the end, but it, it still yeah, yeah. remained unpredictable. Like yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. I don't know how they were going to get the plans. Rugs, what do you got? Give me what what worked for you. What else worked for you? Well. Above all is the ballsy move that they made when I was okay. So I'm at the theater, yeah, and this dude is behind me in the popcorn line, and he's just fucking psyched. He's like, "Yo, man, I'm gonna watch this movie. It's gonna be great." And I'm just thinking, like, dude, everyone is gonna die in this movie. Every <laughs> fucking person. You don't. I'm like, don't you understand? Like, there's no characters here that actually carry on. Like, because I knew that was gonna happen before the movie. Because like this, this is a movie where you can do that. Yeah, there's no beloved characters. There's nobody that is in the canon, like, further down the road. It's probably a one-shot, you know? And I'm like, dude, and the way that they were saying there was going to be a war movie, I'm like, it's not a war movie unless people die. Yes. You know, it's not a good, every good war movie, every Saving Private Ryan has fucking people just going. Like, everybody that you love just dies until there's one guy left. It's still, it's still, and you know what? I should have knew that going in. What you said makes total sense. And it still got me. I had no idea. Like they didn't I, hint at that in the marketing. I had like, I had like a little bit of a reservation. They weren't going to go all the way. And I was just like, cause I didn't know. Like when I was watching, I'm like, are they going to really fucking go there? Like really going to go? Like everybody gets wiped out. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Nobody makes it out of this thing. Um, and I'm not sure that, that happened. Did some, anybody survive or is everybody? No, they no. all, yeah, they all except died. for yeah. like your bail Organa and the people out in space. The people, people in the next space, movie. Yeah, yeah. Have all the main characters. Nobody makes it alive oh, yeah. out that, of this movie. That when, yeah. when I realized that was happening, there's like mid, three quarters of the way through. I realized that was happening and I actually got like even happier. Yeah. Yeah. The, the main criticism of like star Wars films and like Marvel films in general, a lot of Disney stuff. Or just any like sort of series is that no, there's no real stakes. None of the characters are ever going to die. Yeah, Marvel is we need start, these yeah, Marvel's starting to suffer from that. But in this, like it was a prequel, so yeah. you didn't know yeah. who was, and these are all characters no one knew. So once I realized they were all going to die, I actually got happy because I was like, "There's actual weight to all of this," and I, and the whole like this small team that no one will ever find out about, but is really the unsung heroes of the entire rebellion. Unbelievable is, is awesome. The it, I think that's awesome. Yeah. It, 
and this is partly we'll get into this later uh, in terms of the reshoots and and what happened. This is one of the changes, but in a good way. It's surprising. Oh, Joe, that is the reshoot? Yeah. Well, oh, we'll get into that. Do it. See, I don't know shit. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. I don't know shit. I love that you went into this not knowing shit and really had a good time. Uh, Joe, out of these deaths, which one to really hit home the most? Who did you uh, care for the most? I think Jin. Jin and Cassian at the end. I'm just glad they killed him off. Yeah. You know, I thought maybe they'd try to hang on to him, maybe keep him around, maybe talk to like something spinoff, another prequel or something. But well, there was a, the mention that she had an option for a sequel, which yeah. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Um, dude, me, K2, the fucking robot, yeah. when he went down, I was like, oh shit, they're really like that road really got me because I love. You think he's dead though? He he's a robot. Yeah. yeah he right? could easily, he could, yeah. but he's a very, it's like a unique, he's a reprogrammed Imperial droid and has got unique cool. set of. Uh, oh, he was great. Uh, Alan Tudyk as him was fucking great. It's funny that you guys all mentioned that. I've got a totally different character. Oh. I've got, is his name Maze? Yeah. Oh, not even uh, Donnie Yen's character. Not Donnie not- because that when, when Maze dies yeah. before he dies, he's been fucking jabbing Donnie Yen's character about the Force the whole time, and yep. then when he dies, he starts believing in the Force. Yeah, yeah. and, and he fucking goes down in an awesome. He boys. starts reciting it. They were good. They were good. They were good. The whole movie, awesome. those two. Yeah, I am one with yeah. the Force. The what Force about is you, one with me. What was the question? What, uh, well, which of these which deaths, of these got, deaths you? got you the most? Well, I I mean, I think that um the two at the end, you know, the main characters dying. Cause I feel like that, uh, Jin wasn't a fully formed character. Like her arc was kind of like she wanted to complete her, you know, the thing for her dad and like, you know, get the plans and, and, and redeem her father, you know, for being a, what they call the traitor right. rebellion and clear his name. But I feel like that she needed a little bit more character. So I, I was very surprised that they killed her off because I was like, there's still a little bit more to go there. Yeah. Huh. To complete her. St- you know, she never gets to see that, you know, that 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 it, the Death Star got blown blown up. You know what I mean? But her thing was just like she got the plans out. She did fulfill her father's wish. Well, she doesn't know, though, that what's going on. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't even yeah. know. I don't yeah. think they know that they the, got neither them. Neither of them yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I, I agree with Rugg. There's still like there's still story to be mined there. Like you don't see the satisfaction of those characters even knowing that they accomplished the mission. They, I, yeah. And this which was is good, which is bittersweet. Yeah. Right. But it just kind of leaves that end of the story hanging a little bit. Jin Erso more badass than Ray? Yes or no? Joe. More badass than Ray? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's dead, but I'm just overall. uh, Anthony, what would you say? I liked Ray. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. I mean, they're both. Yeah. They're both badass. Well, I like Jin as a character better because she's not a Mary Sue. Yes. She's not like the greatest at everything, she needs help. She's obviously um they rewrote her a little bit yes. in the in the re, in the, her, the, re yeah. the re-edit of the yeah. movie. Yeah. You could see she was a little more reluctant originally. They kind of made her of less reluctant. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was I mean, she's kind of that typical like it's normally a male where it's like that badass male that's right. always in jail and then finds his calling. Right. Eventually. He gets yeah. his redemption or but it whatever. was a girl this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I thought overall the cast was was great. Uh, very diverse. You got two awesome Asian dudes. You got Donnie Yen doing some fucking straight up legit martial arts Fantastic. in a Star Wars movie. You got Forrest Whitaker playing the role of Brian Cranston where he's <laughs> in it for a quarter of the movie Dude, and dies so, real early. So Guerrera is like, a, I think this is Gareth Edwards thing where he takes a famous actor. Oh, that's really a good point. Yeah. Brian puts him in there for like 20 minutes and kills him right away. You're right. Un, was, very unclimactic like, death. Something's blown up. Yeah. Yeah. He was the reverse Darth Vader. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I mean, I love the parallels with between Saw Gerrera and Darth Vader. Saw Gerrera, by the way, huge Easter egg is he's connected to. He's in the Clone Wars. He's in right? the Clone Wars. He's in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, there's a lot. I only know that because I looked it up on Wikipedia. There's a lot of story with him like that. You can have a spinoff. But uh, it, what did you think about the voice he was doing? Did he really need to put on that voice? Oh, was like, at, at the end, that was. <laughs> James, go. Yeah, go. Save the rebellion. I thought he was a, a Chinese guy. <laughs> <laughs> I really. I, well, thought, he, I think he was trying to, you know, lean on that thing that he needed the breathing, breathing apparatus because he. True. Yeah. He was like all like fucking made up. Junk. I thought he was the Japanese guy from Three Ninjas. <laughs> I, have, I you know, don't remember, remember that, movie. that movie. I remember the poster for Three Ninjas. It looked ridiculous. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I like the parallels in the sense that he was kind of like put together like Darth Vader. He had, when you hear him breathing and you're like, oh, that's kind of like Darth Vader. And he's kind of like the extremist militant rebel dude who's just like hiding away. I would have loved if they did like a, a apocalypse now kind of thing with him where they go to find him. He's like Colonel Kurtz. Yeah. See, I think Saw Guerrero's character could have been mined a little more. Yeah. yeah. That, and, and in the reshoots, there I don't, was you don't, more. I don't, you don't know why he's such an extremist all of a sudden. Right. Right. Or his relationship. Or his Jin, relationship like, with Jin. Like, like how he raised he, her. He, yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing there. You don't even feel the bond between him and Jin yeah, because they, whole, didn't, they cut it. Whole I want to go back to uh, something that Anthony said yeah. earlier. About- yeah, go ahead. About killing off, you know, the characters that like Gareth Evans does in his movies, like Brian Cranston. I'm like, this movie is a lot like Godzilla. Yeah. If you think about it, like he does that thing where he kills off a great character in the beginning, then he he teases Darth Vader the whole movie, but never shows him. Yeah. And when you finally get him, you get him at the end of the movie for like a few seconds. That's a good point. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I didn't so, think of that. And and they're hopping around from location to yeah, location yeah, also yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Vader so is like, Godzilla. A lot of, like Gareth Evans shit. Edwards. His name is Edwards. God damn it. Oh, I, there's one. The guy who did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movies. Oh, his, his name, name is that. Evans. Yes. There's oh. a, there is a Garth, uh, Gareth Evans. Garth Brooks. No, Gareth. Yes. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Vader Gareth is Edwards. Godzilla. Vader is Godzilla. Uh, another, uh, another Easter egg that the crew put in on the walls of Sagarur's cave are drawings of the monster from his movie Monster. And some Mutos from really? Godzilla. Yeah. And that, he didn't even do that. The crew like just did that to have fun. I didn't see it. Wow. There's tons of yeah. fucking Easter eggs in this movie, especially if you watch uh, Star Wars Rebels. The ship, the ghost, the ship is in there. Uh, and one the of the droids. In there? Yes. And there's a, in a couple of shots. It's in there. It was there at the attack on Scarif. Uh, at the end, yeah, I missed yeah. it. So, and and they're gonna is gonna come back on Rebels, and they're talking about telling the same story from their point of view in the animated show, which is fucking. Uh, I love them tying all this together finally, uh, from big screen. Uh, it just seems screen. like a waste to hire Forrest Whitaker for twenty minutes. Well, no, he's gonna voice. Uh, he's gonna voice Saw uh, okay. in the cartoon, so they're not. Uh, what? Uh, so, uh, so killing everyone clearly worked. That was fucking ballsy. What else worked? I'm going to say fucking Darth Vader. Now, I could have used a little bit more Vader, but I think they gave us just like the perfect amount of Vader. Well, I was kind of like weirded out because when I saw that first trailer. Yeah. You know, there's that part where she's on that thing up in the up in the air to just to, to hit the satellite dish. And the and TIE fighter up. pops up. And the, and the TIE fighter. I thought that Vader was going to come not in, in her. Not in the movie. There's a lot of shit in those trailers. Not in yeah, the movie. That's not in the movie. There's yeah. a lot of shit. There's that one that shot of her. Uh, where she's getting lit up by the lights and this blackness. It's like these round, these r- lights like circulating around her. 
That's yeah, like one of the yeah. main shots. That's not in the movie. There's either. a shot of Vader like on the Death Star with like a red readout. That's not in the movie. The one I was looking for that wasn't in the movie was when she goes, "It's a rebellion." Yeah. We rebel. I rebel. Yeah. She never <laughs> fucking says she it. She doesn't say it. This yeah. is all, actually, I have a couple of great links and articles I'll put in the show notes. And I, and I think Forrest Whitaker's head was bald in the trailer. So there's a lot of <laughs> scenes and flashback with the younger Saw Gerrera where he has no hair. And the scraggly hair is the older Saw Gerrera. So this one guy's cut all the extra footage and dialogue and put it into this one piece. And you kind of see from trailer to trailer how the reshoots changed this fucking movie. Really? I have an article kind of – it says what the ending was and uh, we'll Remember we that. were freaking out about the reshoots and that being a 40 percent. 40 percent. This is a case where Disney's like, you know what? It makes sense to fucking kill them all. Let's kill them all. Reshoots. They put a lot of money into that space bottle at the end. Like this is a case where they – this is Disney's smart. This reshoots I think really helped the movie. I mean we'll never know what the original was like but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. From what I read movie. it was mostly the third act. The third act wasn't big enough. Because he was trying to keep it in a smaller scale as a battle, and he really didn't think Disney would let him kill everyone. You know what's funny about that being like a huge, like a big battle? Is this is like a pre? This isn't even the main Star Wars continuity, this and this is one be. of the biggest battles yes. ever. Like this is, I mean, yeah, that space battle was amazing, awesome, yeah. I mean, the, the ingenious idea of ramming the two, yes. whatever yeah, the fuck you so call good. them, yeah, the Star Destroyers, Star Destroyers to. Open up the shield. The Jeez. last 30 minutes of this movie are fucking great. They're amazing. Like, I can watch that over and over and, again. And they made the, the space battle equally as exciting as the ground battle. Yes. It's hard to do. True. And that robot going out in a blaze of glory like that, that was awesome. That was that awesome. Was like, that was some peck and pa shit right there. That and the, uh, when Maze launches a rocket launcher at whatever the fuck that thing is. Yeah. And, at that? Yeah. At, 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 there's an at at and there's an at act. There's like and the thing's like reprograms like he's Terminator and then a, a fucking, <laughs> what is it called? Then the the X-Wing Re- fighters. Rebel, X-Wing fighters. Dude, this out. is why I love this movie is they really paid, paid attention to from the big 70s buttons on the display to the long lights designs to the X-Wing yeah. fighters to costumes you've seen in Star Wars. They even reuse footage, unused footage from Star Wars. When they go through the roll call, the X-Wing fighters, Gold Leader and Red leader are pulled from unused footage from 1977 star wars put into the movie so like it just felt like a perfect prequel and if you start watching star like this movie made me want to watch star wars right afterwards because it literally starts right where this movie leaves off it's so awesome yeah it's true what did you think of the cg okay hair hair let's okay so we're gonna get stuff can i start with there yes so tarkin was cg peter cushing is dead. Look pretty good. I here okay, as someone that didn't know that Peter Cushing was dead. Yes. I didn't notice it at all. This motherfucker Peter Cushing no. looked amazing for a guy that's been dead since 1994. I didn't oh, notice I didn't know he was CG. I did know that Princess Leia was completely CG though. Agree, wow. Joe, what did you think of those? I saw it twice and the first time right when he came on the screen it was I was like kind of thrown off from the movie. I was like, "Ah, oh, I can totally tell that's CGI." I don't know why they didn't just maybe have it like a hologram or something. Ah, uh, that would have been a good solution. I, 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 and I couldn't remember whether he was dead or not, but I knew right away. I was like, what the fuck is up with his face? And I was like, wait a minute. I don't think that guy's dead. Peter Cushing, in fact, has more lines dead in this movie than he has in fucking Star Wars. <laughs> oh, shit. That movie that he's actually in. It's amazing. Like, I thought overall they did a pretty good, like this guy had major dialogue and, and well, I feel like that they could have shot around that better and hit it that it was CGI. I think that what happens is 
they sit there, they look at the effects, and, look, and they're like, oh, this shit looks awesome. And then they want to put it on screen, and it's not, they don't realize that people are, yeah, might might not feel the same way. So they they should have hit it a little bit more. Apparently, I read an article on Birth Movies Death. Apparently, it was it's, it was really expensive to do. Oh that. fuck yeah! But they also they didn't credit the guy that actually stood in for him. Yeah, the, another guy. Another guy I, stood. I in. I wonder if his name is in here. He's like he's not because he wasn't credited. No, at Guy all. Henry, Governor but, uh, Tarkin. But he's, on the uh, on the credits. Oh, they didn't put Guy Henry. But they also but they accredited the estate of Peter Cushing. So apparently he approved it. But there was a whole like article on online about like this being like morally like the morals of this well, and like this is, in the future could yeah. we have like dead actors appearing and is uh, that sure. morally right is that even cool the technology is nearly there and like you could have dudes fill and, in and, and then replace it was like, everyone's face yeah. I, I don't obviously i don't know star wars but they were like why do they even need to do it with governor tarkin he's not that like he's not that important of tarkin, a character though what is he's right away he's in star wars he was there the whole time he right. was in charge of the death star and but here we why didn't see... they just recast him no but they could have just had him communicating as a hologram right i don't know i yeah. I, I didn't notice it's, so it worked that, on this asshole that cgi was a little weird but for the amount of time that was on screen i thought it was good leia completely took me out of the movie yes. i really wish they just showed a profile or maybe don't say anything a shroud of like her back yes yeah. it looked so cgi video gamey i'm surprised that you didn't notice the cushing though that's interesting didn't know at all i had, had like, no idea he had like close-ups too like yeah straight had, up had yeah. no idea they could have shot the whole thing from him like far away no they yeah. were like he's right here Literally Literally had no idea. i mean it's getting closer every time though every time we see it it's getting a little bit closer it is getting closer it still has a little bit of that uncanny well, we, valley we, it feeling. was in tron they yes aged. jeff bridges they did it in uh, Civil War. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. They did yeah. it in uh, Terminator Salvation. They had Schwarzenegger appear not really even there. Um, and they, they did it in the new Terminator 2 Genesis. Too. Yeah, they've done it there. They they've de- done it. They, they, they had uh, Charles Xavier and X-Men Wolverine. Yeah. Really bad. Looking like a they Furby. They Tony Stark. Done that was Tony pretty, Stark was good. That was pretty that, good. That but, one was not bad. But, the, yeah. but there's a difference. See, yeah, they, they had they, him. They had him. Yeah. They're actually yeah. just de-aging him. But then this is one where they didn't have the guy. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And but it's Car- actually, like, someone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And then in terms of Carrie Fisher, like, that was completely CGI. Like, I'm sure yeah, they didn't no, have she wasn't there. Phil I don't think she was there. Stand in. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's not just any day. It's Mr. Throwback Thursday. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Bill, and we are the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Do you remember when the wheels were steel and the beats were real? We do, and we talk about it every Thursday. You can check out Woo News, One and Done, Record of the Week, and a whole lot more. That's Mr. Throwback Thursday, keeping it classic on iTunes, Stitcher, and at HighVoltageRadio.com. And always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Do you like drama? Drama makes me emotional. That's what it's supposed to do. It's drama. It's dramatic. Do you like comedy? I love comedy, Johnny. It's the best thing there is. It takes your mind off all your troubles in your world. You know that there are children starving in Africa right now. Is that a joke? Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. Do you like Alyssa Milano like and Doctor Who? I love Alyssa Milano. She's like my favorite actress. I love Alyssa Milano too, but I think I might love Doctor Who more than Alyssa Milano. 
That is because you are a nerd. Yeah, I am. Drinking in the Park with Neil and Johnny, the internet's only Doctor Who Who's the Boss podcast. Except for that Dutch one. What a bunch of weirdos. Listen on neilandjohnny.com, droidscanada.com, and on the Tangent Bound Podcast Network. Bananas. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, go ahead. When you watched it, was it very dark on your screen? Like for a lot of the yes. shots, some of them were. Was, so I was in my theater and I was like, maybe the guy didn't calibrate it cor- correctly because it was fucking dark. The opening, the opening's pretty dark and dreary on the planet with the flashback. I think he's referring to just like the, how it looked. Like, no, in, on like, screen, especially yeah. in the ships and stuff. Even in the <clears> final <throat> battle, and it's like out in the fucking daylight. No, no, that part was clear as day but i mean I, when they're I on like- edu that's all dark and rainy i didn't i didn't my theory i didn't notice yeah well no, i saw fine. i saw it twice and the first time i didn't notice anything the second time today i went and saw it and i i noticed it i was like this is just dark like it's the screen only- can they just turn the brightness up it's uh, you know and like you wonder that. if it's the brightness of the screen or the the print or how yeah. it's actually well distributed. I, I think i mean if if that was an intentional i think cgi always works better when it's a little darker yeah that's maybe, true maybe maybe I remember I went to go see uh, uh, some Antonio Banderas movie in the theater, and it was so fucking dark. I could, I'm like, how could anybody make let this movie come out? And then I saw it on cable, and it was like crystal clear. Hmm. So it, it has to be the theater, or either that, or maybe it's dark. But the, you know, if you don't calibrate it, it's going to look even worse. Goblin, shut the fuck up. Uh, the the uh, back to Darth Vader, dude. Just the fact that we saw him unrestrained, like. We've uh-huh. never seen Darth Vader like that. And, you know, the only lights, that shot where he's just there and you just see the fucking lightsaber and then he just uh-huh. mows everyone down. Well, that, so that, that was awesome. beautifully. I was half chopped. Beautifully composed. The way what? you just light the red lightsaber comes up. Uh, again, when his music plays, yes. it takes me out of the movie. Really? Yep. Because yeah. it gets I, I'm, me hyped. I, see, no. I, as a Star Wars, non-Star Wars yeah. fan, obviously for a Star Wars fan, maybe they were like, oh man, Darth Vader. For me, I'm like, I've heard that. So it's oh, been parodied it's, it's, so often mm, it's that almost, I'm like, wow, uh, I'm back out. I'm out. Like I'm so, already out. Wow. This is, a, this is already take Cause for me, Darth Vader, I don't have that affinity for the guy. Yeah. So Darth Vader for me has always been kind of a joke. Yeah. But this, I think well, they tried to show why well, he's I know, not a I, fucking joke, yeah. but that's interesting. Yeah, That's right. a sign of the times, though, Imran, yeah, because yeah. like if you watch like any of these older 70s movies like Indiana Jones or anything like the score is so prominent yeah. in everything. Yes. And, and so loud and whatever that we don't do that anymore. No, we no. don't. Scores are even so now when yeah. you have that, it's intrusive. It was it, made, it was almost cheesy for me. Like everybody has a theme. Everybody has a th- Yeah. We were yeah, talking about yeah. this. Yeah, know, yeah. All the, everything's kind of all the music now is so like generic. It is getting like, generic. Also, Michael Giacchino, who scored this movie, he was doing Spider-Man. He did Jurassic World. He had about 40 days. He came in at the very end. He did had... he do the opening? Yeah, uh, Yes. I'll, I'll give him credit for this. The opening reminded me of Star Wars. Just but, enough. But yes. just enough. That's, and it was altered just enough. Because, and really, all the opening was, you heard that fanfare, that voomp. And then it was just like on the stars, pulling back. And I do love how he kind of opened it like all Star Wars movies with a little shot of a planet and you're in space. But then it changed a little bit. Now, so... If the, that music you didn't miss, it takes you out. What about it not having an opening crawl? Probably meant nothing to you also, Anthony. 
do not give a shit. No, I like that. It went right in there. I, I liked it too. I didn't think it was necessary. Joe? See, I, I would have enjoyed one. I don't know why. I I still liked it. I liked the movie, but I don't know. I Just as all Star Wars movies go, I would have liked to see just no kind of like crawl. A, Just yeah. put me right into it. I don't yeah. think about it. I'm in. Yeah. No, I did, yeah. You know, it didn't really. I knew we were going to get one. It didn't really bother me too much. I liked it just starting it. It was a good, good way to set up uh, kind of like a... Like Inglorious Bastards a little bit where a guy comes to visit the guy and he's hiding his family and he's yeah, like, yeah, that, my that family's dead, yeah. Uh, yeah. but they're not. He's like, oh, here's was, your wife here's back from the dead. Here's a question for the, the Star Wars guys. Yeah. Is this the darkest Star Wars ever? I think it's up there. Tone. Empire might be there. It ha- it. That's the thing. It has the same kind of not a happy ending and uh, of bleakness as Empire. What do you think? Well, everybody dies in this movie. So yes. it's dark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's they gotta, gotta be. I mean, they they kill everybody. Well, even this. even the the Rebel Alliance, not that noble. Like they're there. No. They're gonna kill that guy. They were there to kill Mads Mickelson. Yeah. They were, like, they, kill they were not exactly the this these angels. Cassian kills a dude right yeah. in the beginning. They, and then, what's his name? Cassian. Cassian. Yeah. He goes. Diego we've Luna. all done unspeakable yes. things. For yes. The they're all like, this. They're, they're implying like the Alliance yeah. is yeah. normal, like yeah. not these angels. I I love that because a lot of Star Wars is always well, that's just, real politics. That's real rebellion. Yes, it's real rebellion. It's not just because Star Wars is usually good versus evil, yeah, black not, versus yeah, white. This isn't that. There was a lot of gray uh, in these characters, but I don't think it detracted from you know it made them even I, more I interesting. Think that, I think that makes Star Wars less, in my opinion, less cheesy, and it actually like something I can credibly watch. Well, the thing about this movie is that when you watch like something like The Force Awakens. It's so full of cliches and so full of things that we've seen before and, you know, things like Mary Sue's where people can just do everything without an explanation. And this didn't have any of that. Yeah. This had like, you know, all I mean, obviously you have things to make the story move like you have characters that are related to one another. People that are like destined to help each other. There's still a father, father issues. There's still kind of a family, you know, it has the, all the elements, but in kind of a new way. And they're not royalty. This makes the most sense out of any Star Wars movie. These are regular people. You're right. They're not royalty. They're not space wizards. They're not Jedi. It seemed as grounded as in reality as a movie about space wars can be. Right. In terms of, uh, like how a real rebellion would work. Yes. Like a rebellion isn't just a, a bunch of fucking priests hanging yeah. out. Yeah. It's a bunch of probably morally gray people yeah. that probably do some questionable shit. Yeah, and there's different factions and guys aren't going to agree and you saw that where they're like, "We're the rebellion's over, we're not going to attack and she leaves and they're like, you know what, We're let's do this. Uh, and, uh, you know, it sparks them into movement. When they're on Jetta, like the stormtroopers are even imposing and then yeah. their, their presence in the city, you could feel it more of like antagonistic way. Like they don't really get you don't Very really get Gestapo, that. yeah. That, that's what you they remind really me of. Yeah. yeah. Gestapo, yeah. I mean, look, the whole this whole thing was originally predicated as the Empire is a fascist government and the you know, the other side is fighting it and 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 it stays true to that. Like even Krennic, the bad guy, is just like a power hungry bureaucrat who just wants fucking credit for shit and he wants power and it's like very straight uh, motivation. Here's one criticism though. They gave the alliance a little bit of morally grayness. Yeah. I wish they would have given the uh, the empire some of that too. Where, but they're where, just straight where, up evil. Well, no, I want, but that's not real. <laughs> not, people aren't straight up evil. 
There's you, people that are following evil, but they're not that evil. So you don't like, know why they're building the Force Awakens then with that stormtrooper. Well, yeah, I guess they give us that in the Force Awakens, <laughs> but I wish it would have been both sides. Like, ha- and you have a, a, a. I wish there would have been like a storm, a couple stormtroopers being like, "Why the fuck are we doing this? Why, why are we killing these people for no reason?" Yeah, yeah I mean that. Makes why are we sense, mining yeah. shit? Like you know. Well, you had the pilot that defected. I was gonna say true. you did oh, have that's the Imperial true. pilot. Okay, fine, that, uh, fair enough. Which that's another interesting story. Like, how did Galen get to that guy? They didn't give that guy enough. They didn't give Sadad, what's his name? Uh, uh, Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. I, like I would have liked to seen why Riz Ahmed defected. Yes. Give us why. That would have been a good good thing, but I think it, from what I remember, it was that uh, Jin's father, like, kind of. Uh, she told him. Yeah, turn him around. Yeah. 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 They talk about the speech he gave him. Yeah. Ga- you know, he, like, Galen. follows that to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do. The other thing I like is, you know, Anthony, if you don't know for years, the joke in original Star Wars was, why is there this fucking stupid flaw in the Death Star? Oh, yeah. This <laughs> fucking high-powered yeah. I read, super I read tech that. device. Yeah. And there's some idiot just left. A, I love how they explain that. And it was a large part of this movie. It's fucking brilliant. Were people circle. asking for an explanation on that? Well, I think they just knew that people would make fun of that. Like, I don't think he originally... Like a well-placed shot can destroy mm-hmm. this. Yeah, yeah. Like, why would you design that in something called the Death Star? Well, now you know. Now you know why. And it makes Galen's character, like, so much more enriching as, like, a double agent. He's like, look, they're going to make this anyways. And you think of, like, the, the, the scientists that work with the Nazis and shit. They're like, they're going to fucking kill these people anyways. At least I could try to minimize the damage or make it less, you know, make it more, uh, give them a, a, a weakness. The only thing that's a little non-plausible is that message was only intended for his daughter. Yeah, which he didn't even know she was alive. He didn't know she was like that. It's a little bit of a stretch, but I, I was willing. To, it was it worked yeah, so well. Do we uh, have any more uh, things we like before we move on to things maybe that didn't work in the movie? I'll just say I'll just throw again another shot. We I know we freaked out about the reshoots, but this movie was good. But that's the thing that's on the table. What was the other movie? True. Yeah. We don't know. If we're congratulating. What's I mean? Maybe we like the other other stuff. Do you want to know? I have some information about. Give me a little bit. So first of all, uh, there's this article that there was two Darth Vader scenes rumored cut from the movie. Okay. Uh, so this comes from you. Are, of course, these are all rumors. It comes from a dude named Xavier Jens, a, a French director known for the Hitman and the Divide. There were two Darth Vader scenes cut from the film. Again, Jens has no direct ties to the movie at all, but allegedly <laughs> claimed on his Facebook page wow. that a friend of his who oh, worked Jesus on visual Christ. effects for Rogue One divulged two other scenes, both of which would have major consequences for the Star Wars universe, were originally in the film. So the first one says here. Uh, Saul Guerrero, played by Forrest Whitaker, uh, will have some of his backstory during the dark times told on Star Wars Rebels this January. But there was almost a major piece of backstory of his told during the movie itself, if the rumor is true. Uh, according to the rumor, after the initial prologue scene, which ended with Saul Guerrero rescuing Jin Erso, we would have seen another interim story. That tale, Darth Vader going after Saul Guerrero and the two clashing, resulting in Saul's injuries... Like his missing legs and breathing Ooh. breathing problem. Wow. A yeah. scene, yeah. So it says a scene like that would have probably taken away from Vader's big moment at the end of the movie. If you show him rampaging twenty minutes in, it spoils the fun. I do agree that the, they showed him just enough to when we saw him at the end, it was so worth the end it. Was so. Good. I, I I think it works because not only that, but I think 
you only involve Vader in things that actually fucking matter. And yes. at that point, yeah. it mattered yeah. that like the plan God sat out. Zilla. Yeah. This, yes. this fucking guy, Saw Gerrera, they didn't build him enough to matter. However, this parallel between him and Vader would have made, made it even more interesting that Vader fucking created him and cut his legs off. Uh, the other one says here, Darth Vader destroys a Jedi temple. The second scene had way less details in the rumor description, merely saying that Darth Vader's other cutscene featured the Sith Lord destroying a Jedi temple to, impo- to impose the dictatorship on the Empire on the galaxy. That would be extremely out of place in the movie, which relies heavily on making the Jedi a mythical force. Uh, the only place that this would make sense to have happened in context of the movie would be the Kyber Temple on Jeddah. But if Vader had already been to that particular location, it would be pretty hard to justify characters like Chirrut Imwe and Baze Malbus having survived such an encounter. So there, so there's another one about the ending. What actually, uh, what they piece together with all the, the unused footage from the trailers. Uh, and I think the main difference is I'm just, uh, so it says here, there was uh, that scene where uh, Krennic was walking on the beach at the yeah. end. Most of it, the changes at the end. Jin, they toned down her rebellious nature. It seemed like that 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 scene you said, Anthony, where she's like, "It's a rebellion, a rebel." <laughs> yeah. Like that's they had cut a lot of that shit out. Uh, Saw Guerrero, like we said, you see pictures of him bald, younger instead of older, and that's that Darth Vader scene. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, there was more about. Uh, Bodhi Rook's mind reading because that slug like read his mind and kind of fucked him up. Remember, Saw is mm-hmm. like. Your mind's going to be screwed up. And you didn't really see too much of that. They kind of just glazed over that. That he was fine afterwards. The space battle. The ending. Here we go. This is... Here's a quick overview of how the evidence of the original ending ends. The Rogue One successfully gets onto Scarif. Jin Cassian and K2SO sneak into the base while the others ready to make 10 men feel like 100. That was awesome when the fucking shit started blowing up everywhere like all at once. Badass. So far, so finished product. Jin and Cassian get the Death Star plans and try to escape the base with K2. Their plan is at first to escape with the plans, but when that becomes increasingly unlikely, they instead choose to transmit them to the orbiting rebel fleet who are providing some, but not extensive support. They try to get to a nearby transmission tower, making it to the beach where the at acts are closing in. See the shot of Jin and Cassian running against the walkers, which is not in the movie. Bodhi uses his techno how to set the transmission up. Baze and Chirrut die enabling that. And Jin possibly with Cassian makes it up the tower to transmit the plans near the end of the conflict, as the sun is setting, Krennic goes down to the ground to confront the rebels at the satellite. There's some altercation involving a TIE fighter, which is that scene probably where it comes up with where she's on the platform, and Krennic that likely leaving Jin slash Cassian mortally wounded, but they're sent, the plans are sent. Then this leads to Vader and Leia ending we got. Ah, this is a much softer ending. I think the way it ended is a lot, it, it just has a lot more impact. Yeah, it's probably more badass that way. So, I mean, that's, uh, look, reshoots don't necessarily mean a bad thing. 40% reshoots don't necessarily mean a bad thing. Okay. What didn't work, guys? What didn't work in this movie? Rugs, you want to go first? What do you got? Well, I just pretty much said it. It was it, the, 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 the Gareth Edwards formula of doing stuff. Uh, not that it didn't work. Some of the things like, I wish it would stop doing it, like killing off <laughs> characters in the beginning of the movie and just filming things so dark sometimes. Yeah. I, I wish I would, the, the characters were more likable. That's another thing. Like in Godzilla, like the main character that you follow is not very interesting. You don't really know. You don't really feel like you know them at the end of the movie, who, who they are, what they're about. You just, they're just like this wooden thing that we follow from place to place. And yes. And 
Jin was a lot more developed than whatever his name was in Godzilla, but she still like had a lot to be desired as far as like ability and and cool like the coolest lines the robot said all yes the robot really <laughs> was the most likable fucking yeah, character the robot was cool. and you know I don't know is robot she, and Donnie Yen's character Donnie Yen was great uh, was there really a lead in this you know this is like very it's supposed to be film. Jin and yes, Cassian yes. Jin and Cassian aren't they I didn't I didn't feel Cassian didn't really have any kind of Cassian had, Cassian had nothing. Yes, he didn't have kind of like if he, they wanted him to bring a hand solo type of feel, like you said, some gravitas. Well, I felt like Jin was yeah. more the hand solo, yes. Yeah. but yes, Cassian yes, was like the guy that like he changed. But I was like, I, I don't feel his change. Like I don't know what I don't even know who he is. I, kinda, I didn't need his speech at the end too. His kind of speech he gave, where he's kind of like come, he's like coming back, or he's what's the hopeful? What did he say? Yeah, when he comes with all the guys behind him. Oh, that's right. He's a little speech. He's like, we're gonna we're gonna hook he you up. We're behind been you. Like we're here. Yeah, I mean he's a fucking killer, and he's uh, he's just uh, I don't know who he is. Yeah, you don't. You don't know who he is. he's. A, he's a killer that's done questionable shit. Yeah, but you don't that's know why. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's all. You, you don't know why he changed. Why he believed Jin all of a sudden. So that, and that's another con I think overall is there were so many great characters we didn't really have enough time to. This is one of those movies, and I read a much. review that said this, but this is one of those movies. I think it was two hours. Yeah, two hours thirteen. Yeah, two thirteen. Yeah, it could have used another fifteen minutes. Possibly, of character development. yeah, or 10, 15 minutes of character. Yeah, there was a lot for them to go through, but uh, especially yeah, in an ensemble yeah. cast, with this you, big, need, yeah. you need to you need to make these characters. All I mean, that likeable. dude Donnie Yen's buddy barely had anything to do, but he stuck out to you, Baze Malbus. He was badass. But uh, well, the thing is, we're talking about the characters that aren't the leads, right? Like right. We've all brought up the robot and Donnie Yen and Bays and like Forrest Whitaker. We want to see more of him, but we yeah. didn't bring up Felicity Jones or right. Diego Luna. And those are the two leads. By the way, Felicity Jones, highest paid person in this movie. Good for Disney. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Is she famous? She, well, look, there. after this, after this, <laughs> well, after this yeah. John Boyega oh, yeah. and what's her face? I don't, you don't remember fucking Ray's name. What's her name? What's her real name? She was unknown oh, until. I have no idea. She's still kind of unknown because Daisy I can't. Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. That's they're kind of like they're everywhere, but after this, wait, wait, Daisy Ridley wasn't in this movie. Oh, that's Felicity. No, that's Felicity. <laughs> this isn't the sequel, of The Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah, what the fuck? No, what the, am I watching here? Uh, Felicity Jones. Uh, let's see here. She made a highest paid cast member on the movie, having negotiated a seven figure upfront Good for salary. Good for her. She got a whole cool million. Ah, uh, what else did you not like there, Joe? CGI, probably. Overall, yeah, we talked about the CGI, but uh, uh, that's about it, huh? I'll come back. Come how, back to me. How about the fact that, like, the plan at the end was kind of a convoluted fucking plan, a little bit, maybe? Which one? The fact yeah. that they're telling Bodie, like, you have to op- you have to tell the fleet to open the gate so we could send the transmission. But for me to send this transmission, they need to open the gate. Yeah. Which they're out there and they're like, yeah, we got to open the gate anyways. Like, what are you trying to tell each other? Like, that was kind of didn't make any sense. Yeah, there was like a whole chain of command thing that was kind of weird. Kind of like Shin Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it, by the way, Ruggs, finally. Oh, my God. You watched it? Yes, I did. Okay, great. That's a whole different episode. What else? I don't I really... mean, inherently, with a prequel, you know that they're going to get the plans. So inherently, a, any prequel, you know... Yeah. We didn't you know, know you didn't how. know who you didn't know how, but you knew that they were going to succeed. Yeah. So that's I mean that's just an inherent weakness of any prequels. You know what's you, the ending is set. That's true, but the fact that they but all they, this is the probably out of all prequels I've seen. Yeah, this is the best one. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a true. This should have been called like Star Wars Zero. Like, this is a way truer prequel. <laughs> well, it's not Zero because they made those three that are before this. Could right? you do a sequel to this movie that ends where this movie starts? Just keep going backwards. <laughs> it would be oh, completely Jesus ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, how could you make? It's like I can't wait for Rogue Two to come out. No, well, that's never gonna to happen. Play, uh, from here on out, she's on the ship that uh, Vader boards, and then he ta- and then he like takes her. Hostage, and then they have to oh, save her. Okay. So, yeah, so and the droids get go that, off. That happens directly. Oh, she's, so Wars. she's a hostage in Star Wars: New Hope. In the in yeah. the beginning, yeah, I he, thought she was on his side, and she was playing both sides. She's playing the part of uh, the uh, uh, like the galactic uh, senate. So there's a uh, government side. There's like the mm-hmm. Empire who are bad, and then there's the rebels. And the Empire is kind of like I mean, the Senate is kind of like the they're middle? stuck in the middle a little oh. bit. So it's like home. It's like terrorists. And government, like, speaking of that, there's a lot. Is this political allegory at all in this movie? Did anybody feel any of that or in Star Wars? Like anytime you make a war movie of any kind, it's you can compare it to other shit. You really can because you have you have you have people who one side considers terrorists. The other side considers freedom fighters. Yeah. You know, you have an oppressive government type system that people are pushing back. So it, uh, it appears that uh, Trump supporters got oh, all Jesus hot Christ. and bothered. And uh, the alt-right uh, hates Rogue One because, of course it does, is the headline. And they wanted a boycott. Why? About. So they don't really know why. When you This article from Wired says, when you ask prominent alt-right mouthpieces why they're boycotting, they say the Star Wars franchise has become too politicized and even explicitly anti-Trump. <laughs> the former might be true in a general sense. If you consider Rogue One's writers and cast speaking out against white supremacy and hate as politicized. But by taking those you criticisms continue, as go personal attacks, the all right is literally aligning itself with the dark side. Yeah, but I don't really give a shit about that political. So that's 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 so forced. It really is. It really like it's. Just, I just hate that you could just pull anything that into a political discussion. Now it's ridiculous. It is fucking ridiculous. No, everyone, I, this is a fucking. This happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. No, yeah. none of this shit is real, and they killed so many of these motherfuckers. Uh, but uh, of course, you knew that was going to happen. This fucking the movie kind of encompasses what we went through in 2016. Also, kind of, kind of well, if you think about it, the journey yeah. of these characters. Yeah. Like it's it's creepy. Did you see uh, Trump uh, supporters got really mad too, and they they posted like an Instagram while the election was going on, and it was like, uh, "Are you with her?" And it was like a picture of Jenner or so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were people who were like photoshopping Trump's head on these posters as yeah, the fucking yeah. empire. And they were like, they're talking about Hillary. It was, <laughs> it, it was hashtag, like they had a hashtag dump, uh, what is it? Uh, dump Star Wars. Hashtag dump yeah. Star Wars. Okay. These fucking people. Uh, that's hilarious. But, uh, I mean, I can't think of any more nitpicky things. I just, I really enjoyed all the Easter eggs they gave us, man. What about, now, uh, is this reviewed better than, a Force Awakens? No, it it isn't a lot. That's very because I I we've said why we like this better than Force Awakens, but people the Force Awakens got I think it got a higher yeah right tomatoes. Like in, it's in like the mid nineties. Yes, yes, people want Jedi's. That's why. Yeah, I know. I you know what? I'm one of those people. I don't know why I love this movie, but something about Jedi's in the movie and you know. And so the you that. know all we kind of got was fantasy out of it yeah <laughs> it, it it makes it more real but you kind of had donnie yen who you know maybe because he he had no, his other senses were hampered he could tap into this yeah, a little bit 
force wielders. Yeah, but like called. it was barely, barely any, you know, force yeah. using it. Just kind of like you felt like he sensed where he was going. And his fucking martial arts were great. He was taking oh, on stormtroopers with a stick. This is the whole desperate time when the There's magic no, was yes, gone yes. from the force. Yeah, and the only people yeah. that could wield it were were the Sith and or Darth Vader. Right. And the, yeah. The and they cut out that, that off real quick. One of them asked him, or Cassian, I think, says, yeah. is, is he a Jedi? And he goes, no. He's, He's like, no, but he just crazy. dreams yeah. about it. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, let's not forget that Like, this is what Obi-Wan is hiding because he can't come out in public because he's mm-hmm. a Jedi. And... You know, you got your little Darth Vader using the force at the end. I really, I did mine. I was, I was pleased with the fact that this was about normal people. And, uh, it was I refreshing. Just think that yeah. They should take a page from this and you don't have to make everything ridiculously cliche. You can do something yes. that's cool. Yes. And, uh, and make sense and has like actual, like a plot that we can all understand and get behind and say, okay, this dude, you know, who was the architect of the Death Star was like, Really, a uh, double agent, and he 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 hooked it up, so we can yeah. we can win. It's a nice focused story, and it wasn't you know in defense of J.J. Abrams, he had the immense task of kind of rebooting yeah, yeah that is this whole huge. thing for a new generation, and in that case, he did a great job rebooting it. You know that he made the movie that needed to be made, and it's still it's a great movie, but I've seen it already, and and not in a good yeah. way, you know. We compare like, it. I just took a piss. You said yeah. that that was like the Force Awakens was like the fluff Disney piece they needed, and, yes, then, and yes, then they went yes. Rogue One. That was that and was the nice balls and for Disney, and this was the like the reshoots. This was from Disney saying no. Every, it makes sense. Everyone should die. Yeah, you know, go ahead, do it. And they were like, "What the fuck? All right." We know they're not selling toys. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, nobody's gonna want a Jane Urso or Jin Urso. You're gonna want a K two. Right? I would buy a K two droid. Yeah, that that's the only guy that I would buy. Yeah. So it's very weird. Like, so do you guys feel this is a Star Wars movie? As as Star Wars fans, rugs. What do you think? Did what did they achieve the Star Wars ness without forcing force feeding yeah, Star Wars? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like in the terms of Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. The TV show and yep. it's kind of along the same lines. Yep. I mean, the only thing is that Star Wars Rebels actually has Jedi's in it. Yes, you know? so, and that takes place just a little before this movie, like that uh, timeline or wherever they are in the story. Yeah. So there are there is a Jedi presence. It's just not a well known presence, and you have like interesting characters in there that 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 are like Darth Maul and you know Savage Press and all these. Other things that are cool. You have Kanan and you have all these guys that are force wielders. So it makes it interesting. And they have that fantasy aspect there. So if you could kind of take this tone and add what they have in Rebels, then you really have something. You really have a new breed of Star Wars movie that a lot more people can get behind that aren't like kind of holding on to nostalgia. I agree. I'm looking I'm looking forward for more of these spinoffs. Like we need a Darth Vader movie. Oh, there's so much please. story uh, with him. Did you get three of those with the first episode one? Yeah. Two, no, three, no, those this were, is, those are, uh, that is, I don't a, know. I'm just throwing that. That out is there. a Luke Skywalker movie. I'm no, saying, I'm saying no, those Anakin, are Anakin Skywalker. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the true. movies That's that everyone not hates. Darth Vader. I'm yeah. saying I want to see Darth Vader when he's Darth, like uh, fucking fucking but shit up going in the type. If I could, if I could play devil, devil's advocate, please. It's a great one. Make, Darth Vader, awesome, or any villain, awesome, is the limited screen time that they yeah. get, and that when they're on there, he holds like, much more weight when he's. Isn't on. that when like, like everyone was like, 
these prequels suck because we learn about fucking Darth Vader and he's a little pussy ass kid. Well, I think they, that was a casting a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, well that, but see, I think they can fix that with a strategically written Vader movie where he, he's more, he's more cunning and you see him making moves and being, uh, you see the way he manipulates people, the way he commands power. And when he needs to fucking be unleashed, I read an article that unleashed. this might be the last time we see, hear James Earl Jones's voice. Oh, he's getting old Vader. too, isn't it? Yeah. Shit, twenty sixteen. Just have him in the studio, just recording every. <laughs> just yeah. say every That's word in the dictionary, <laughs> and we will piece it together for you. Listen, if they can CGI dead people back their face, there's no reason they can't patch his voice back for him oh. to say whatever the fuck they need him to say. I don't see why not. Can I? Can I make a? Yeah. I saw so as a non Star Wars fan watching Force Awakens and Rogue One. I'll say I liked for I remember saying I liked Force Awakens. Yeah, but this is this movie I actually just enjoyed as a like a movie on its own. Whereas Force Awakens, oh, I was yeah. like watching it and I was like, I feel like I would enjoy this more if I knew more about Star Wars. Huh. Whereas Rogue One, I was like, there's parts I don't get, but I was like, I really just enjoy this movie for what it is. I think the movie then succeeded what it needed to do. I, I think Force Awakens was really playing up that nostalgia. No, and that's why ultimately, isn't I think, that what I think? I mean, that's what everyone said. J.J. Abrams was just playing up nostalgia. He needed Whereas, to, though. It he, seems like yeah. Gareth Edwards. I don't think he needed to. No, because he's resetting this. He's kind of rebooting this for a new series of movies. And I think, with that in mind, like he did the best he could do. But it just came I off. Think, I what I think what he was trying to do was breathe new life into the trilogy already. Mm-hmm. So the whole, I think the whole focus of that was he wanted to make a movie that you could take your kids to and get them into Star Wars and show them the whole thing. And then they can buy all the, rebuy all the toys again and all, all that stuff. This movie is not for kids. That's like uh, uh, amazing that Disney would let them do that. I think that's like, one for us. Like yes. For the, yes. The old yeah. And I'm okay. If it goes back and forth, like here's one for the new yeah. crowd. What's, here's the, one the, Han Solo? What's the next one? Like the Han Solo. Like Han Solo. Yeah. And then they really haven't decided. The third Wasn't one, the, the, the rumored one Boba Fett? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be. Uh, Great. I want to see a fucking Darth Vader movie. Mm-hmm. There's tons of stories you could tell with these guys maybe I before. See Ahsoka Tano movie. I want to see when she died. Wait, who's that? Ahsoka. Oh, Ahsoka. Yeah. Oh, Anakin's from uh, uh, right? she's in Rebel and uh, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Because that's great. Because she, first of all, you can use it if you do Ahsoka. Yeah. You can get Darth Vader in there. Because, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Because they have a history. And so you can get Darth Vader in there, and even in flashback scenes, you can show them together and stuff. You know, and you can get uh, whatever his name is, Hayden. He's not doing anything. Hayden Crane, whatever. <laughs> no, no, don't he, get him. He ain't doing shit. Leave him yeah. alone. The thing is, Marvel, <laughs> the comic books, the Star Wars comic books Marvel's putting out right now take place right after uh, a new A New Hope before Empire, and they're really good. Like the Vader one is great. The Han Solo one is great. The main one with the three of them, like these, I would love to see more of that kind of stuff. As spinoff movies, the Vader one is incredible because he has like an evil R two and C three PO like <laughs> as his companions as a parallel. And it's uh, they're fucking hilarious. Uh, and I I don't know I don't think it would take away from his uh, his menacing nature. But shit, dude, every December I think they're gonna start moving these away from December. No, I think the next the next episode is in May. So really? episode yeah. eight, that's the next one we have to May? look forward to. I think I, I remember. They're gonna go for a that. summer release December for sure. But holy yeah. shit. But uh, great. I'm still invested in those, yeah. too. The yeah. Force Awakens. Yeah. They well, got me into those characters. Uh, the way they ended The Force Awakens, like, 
That's where I wanted that movie to start. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. He's stopping now? So I'm, I'm looking forward to For, the- uh, As a trilogy, I'm so Now, this director, has got, uh, he's got a, a big uh, bar to uh, step up to, I think, a little bit. Rian Johnson is doing- Oh, he's doing yes. the next one? He's doing the next one. So. And then isn't it the Jurassic World guys? Colin Trevorrow, I yeah. think, is the third oh. one. And then we could have had uh, Josh Trank, Josh Trank decided to fuck nope. everyone over. You blew it! And tweet- his thoughts. He lost his job. But overall, let's wrap it up. Uh, what you want to grade this movie? Where? Let me know, give me a grade or where it lands in the bu- bunch of Star Wars movies for you. Bunch of Star Wars movies. I would probably say probably where it's going to land in the uh, box office. Probably third or fourth. Ah, okay. Uh, right, right around there. It's definitely better than I think than the the you know first three, not the real first yes. three, but the yes <laughs> first episode. And then uh, I would say it's better than Force Awakens. So I'm still. Into that, and then the first three, it's right around there. What would be? What's your most favorite Star Wars movie? <sighs> Empire, I think yeah, it's got to yeah, be right. Empire yeah. or Return of the Jedi? Those two just got me as a sequel and a yeah. And a, no, absolutely. Uh, Rugs, what do you think? What grade would you give this, and where does it land in, in the Star Wars? I think it's list? like third or fourth. And uh, if I was going to give it a a grade, I'd probably give it like a B plus. Pretty good, Anthony. Well, I don't know where it's going to rank because <laughs> I don't shit about Star Wars. Have you Star even Wars. seen any of the other Star Wars? I have. I just don't. They don't know shit. Uh, I'd go B plus, A minus. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I was almost, I mean, I'm not going to be watching Star Wars and being addicted, but I I was legitimately at the end of the movie like, there's more to this Star Wars thing than I thought. Would you watch it again? Fuck yeah, I'd watch it again. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd pay to watch it again at the movie theater, but yeah, this is you very, should watch It's one of those movies where if it's on, yeah. I'm going to watch oh, you'll it. Leave it yeah, on. I'll leave you, it on. You should also, what you should do is watch this movie, then watch the original Hope. Star Wars. Like, it just, it seamlessly, like, kind of goes right in yeah. there. It's kind of cool to see that. Okay. Uh, because, like, you, you realize why everyone is so fucking scared in the beginning of that movie. Like, what's going on? It just makes it more meaningful. I'm going to say the same, man. B plus, and it's like third, my third favorite, probably Star Wars movie behind. Empire of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and maybe the original is up there. The original, though, the thing is, Luke is so fucking whiny in that first oh, movie that it's so annoying sometimes. Like, Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. There's a point in the movie where they're like, maybe we should let know, let that Jedi know. Yes. Who are they referring to? Obi-Wan. They, they're, they're referring Obi-Wan. to two people, actually. Oh. She's like, uh, the, he's like, yes, he served me well in the Clone Wars. Yeah, he's yeah. hiding out. Yeah, I yeah. Will, Who's that guy? I will, there, that's Obi-Wan. Okay. And then she's like, he's like, I'll send a message. And she's like, it's got to be someone you trust. And he goes, I trust her with my life. He was talking about Leia. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? And, then, about, yeah. and then there's that bearded guy that I think was in Clone Wars. Uh, or in the or, in the new original episode Revenge, one two three Revenge. He's like Attack a darker guy. Uh, Bill, yeah. Bill, not yeah, Bill Organa. Not Jimmy Smith's. He looks name? Hispanic. Yeah, it's Jimmy Smith. Oh, you're talking about Bill Organa? Yeah, that's the guy who raised Leia. That's the guy who split up Luke and Leia when they were born and oh, made her safe. And and uh, and Luke. Went I knew to he live was someone important. Yeah. And then there was a a shot of the rocks that looked like a Jedi. Was that Obi Wan? Mm, it was just like a jet. Uh, that, that was like a just, Jedi statue. Just down Jedi standard. Standard. Yeah, oh, default okay. Jedi. Again, man, they showed you this incredible city, and then they just blow it up. I was like, oh, that was fuck. the coolest thing. Is the Death Star has always been kind of a joke for me too. Yeah, and, and, and they the made they made thing. it look fucking awesome. I love yeah. how Jedi looked like Blade Runner. That had elements of Blade Runner. You had elements did, of aliens did, yeah. a little bit. You know, with the rain, uh, just great. He was pulling great visual things uh, from all these different influences. But just to like, I would love to see more on Jetta, and they fucking just blew the whole fucking thing. Does up. everyone have like robot helpers? Is that a thing in Star Wars? Yeah, there's worker yeah. droids, there's okay, government yeah. droids, there's Senate droids. R two D two, and was that necessary? R two D two was that necessary? 
Kind of because it seems pretty forced. Here's the thing. At the end, that no, ship that is. takes off that yeah. he's standing and watching yeah. in Star Wars, when it starts, R2-D2's in there? R2, yeah. C-3PO, Leia are on that ship. Oh, and she okay. has that same card and she puts yeah. it in R2. Because I feel Sends like these message. robots have been showing, they showed up in Force Awakens too. Yeah, you gotta have the fucking R2 and C-3PO came. Who was dead in Force Awakens? Who was what? Which robot wasn't existing anymore? Was it C-3PO? Uh, R2-D2. No. Which one? No. Yeah, he, he was oh, dormant. Was no he was dormant. That's right. He was dormant until the end, and then he woke up. Yeah. He was just off, remember? Everyone that is watch, listens to this show is going to be like, you're a, such a fucking noob for asking all these questions. <laughs> no, there's going to be people out there who are like, oh, I'm so glad he asked that. No I one, no one. I, I don't think anyone. I think I'm the only <laughs> asshole that li- would listen to this show that would ask these questions. Which one's the round one? <laughs> which, <laughs> which one the ones that goes beady, 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 beady? Um, all right, yeah, no, good... Uh, Good movie. Great review. Thanks for your thoughts, guys. Let's finish up with a little feedback. I got an email. Before I get to the email, I got to mention we have an awesome fan club on Patreon, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Check it out. You get bonus audio. You support the show. You help us out. There's my first trailer reaction, which is just horrible. And uh, initial reactions for movies, posts, post shows, bonus whole episodes, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. So we got an email from a dude, a listener. Named Jordan Wall. Here it goes. He goes, hey, guys, I was just listening to episode 144 in which Rugboy stated he can't imagine Oscar winning actors watching Marvel movies, specifically citing Al Pacino as an example. Remember when he said that, Rugs? That was funny. Yeah. He says, as it is, I attended an Al Pacino Q&A last year in which he actually proclaimed his love for Guardians of the Galaxy. Never mind. He called it Galaxy Guardians. Uh, thought you might be interested. Keep up the great work. Jordan Wall from Los Angeles, California. So first of all. Al Pacino watched Gal- Galaxy Guardians. I like that Galaxy Guardians. <laughs> He's like with the rocket and the talking twig. I can't even do a Pacino. That Gamora's got a great ass. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan, I went a little back and forth with him. I was like, thanks for writing. And turns out he's an actor. He says, I tell you. As a professional actor, he dreams more about working the next regular gig on a Marvel series than winning an Oscar. Then I asked him, really? Dude, what have you been in? Uh, he says he started working in 2010, four years in on an A&E series called The Glades as a regular. He was on The Glades on A&E. He says his things is still streaming on Netflix and Amazon. Here, I'll fill in. Yeah. You looked him up. Yes. On uh, IMDb. Yes. And Imran goes to me, goes, this guy's pretty good looking. <laughs> Here. He, he shows him to me. So. Jordan Wall, Imran has a man crush on Dude, you. Dude, Jordan Wall, I was like, look at this guy fucking listen to our show. Look, Jordan, thanks for lighting. He also says, love the Imran, podcast. Imran thinks that you have to be a four or lower <laughs> on the one to ten scale as a man to listen to our show. He says, love the podcast. By the way, you guys make the gym workout enjoyable. Jordan, if you're listening, give me 20 burpees right now. Uh, I'll do that with you. No. And then I was like, thanks for listening. He goes, he's just a fan striving to get on a project. You'll be reviewing one day. Long as it's not. What the fuck happened? Oh, shit. Which is a great line. And he also says one of his former castmates, Michelle Hurd, played the DA on Daredevil, Jessica Jones. You know, Michelle Hurd. She had the curly hair. She was the DA. Um, so that was really cool. He's uh, classmates with Michelle Hurd. He's a fucking uh, awesome actor. Jordan, thanks for writing in. Cool. Right? That's yeah, awesome. That's really cool. Get him on the podcast. Let's fucking talk to this dude. Jordan, you want to come on and uh, we'll help promote your Jordan, your if, you're, if you're listening to this episode and want to come on, write another email. You, but you have to have been listening to this specific episode. Oh, he'll you, listen. You cute son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Imran's just going to chase him down. Yeah, Imran's yeah, just going to find him. 
Love. Find him on Grinder and just swipe right. What? Yeah. Is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, He'll do it. Whoops. Uh, look, I just also want to shout out real quick. Thanks to David Belofsky from A Place to Hang Your Cape. Because if you're a regular listener, we've talked about this calendar that they were doing for charity. Anti-bullying. Power yep. for good calendar. And I did some artwork. He sent the calendar. It's right here, Anthony, if you guys want to take a look. Oh, is this the calendar where you... Uh... Never mind, never mind. I'm not going to share my thoughts. The calendar consists of little kids sending in drawings of them as superheroes and illustrators and artists. What month do you have? I'm July. July. Uh, Interpreting the calendar. It's a nice big print. And uh, there it is. Superboy on July. But I got a shout out to David Zika and Daniel Nosker because they both paid for the calendar. Zika's name is on the back, actually, as a supporter. It was really cool to see our listeners' names on this thing. And I just want to thank you for supporting the cause. There's, what do you think of my illustration, Joe? Yeah, it's cool. What, that's great. Right? All right. Yeah. We'll ask your thoughts after we're off the air. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it great that this guy, David Zika, we used to bust his balls, yeah. and now he's like a huge like supporter Dude, of, yeah. of the show? He bought the calendar, yeah. David Zika's original appearance on the show via our voices was us just slamming him. Well, he, he was. Yeah. we thought he wrote an aggressive email, but really we were projecting. He, and uh, He did. He wrote a very aggressive email. Well, he email. did. But, but he, he's softened, and we've softened. Uh, he's and he well I love the Zika now, mean, dude. maybe we could do that with Trump ah uh, we can yeah. soften the Trump it's possible <laughs> if you can change and I can change anybody can change where's that from Imran uh I don't know Rocky four. Oh, four. when he I beats was say the Godfather no Ivan when he beats Ivan Drago and the Russians I'm start kidding. cheering of course it's Rocky four oh, <laughs> shit <Drago. laughs> I, I forgot about that oh one. come on how do you not know that because Rocky One was really good. Who fucking well? Four is another one I saw in the theater. Four is not good, no. but it's iconic. Four came out. The, it came out during the Cold War, and it was the same time like Jedi came out. Like it was that mid eighties. I will break you. Yes. And that, and yeah, that's come on. That's Stallone at his peak. Yeah, and and you got Dolph Lundgren, peak dude. steroid use, maybe. Yes. Oh yes. He's, <laughs> no, he's definitely taking HGH. <laughs> Also, shout out to some of our listeners for buying shirts. Anthony, we saw like five shirts this week. Oh, shit. I was exaggerating. I mean, like, we saw 100 shirts this week. I mean, 50 shirts this week. <laughs> Look, if you didn't know, you could visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. You could take our logo, and it's not just shirts. You could take our logo, you put it on hoodies, you put it yeah. on baseball tees, coffee. I got a coffee mug right here. Dildos. Uh, dildos, not, uh, not yet, but I'm working on it. The mold from China is taking a lot of time because you know what? It keeps coming back oh, too small. Uh, so go to jockander.com slash shop. Too big. <laughs> you can just ram both our faces up there. And it, it might get a little hairy. But though, you, again, you help out the show and you get to wear some cool geek swag. And then finally, check out Trivia Geeks podcast because I'm on there and there's going to be a bunch of new ones coming out in the new year. We've recorded a lot of fun episodes. Uh, Joe, thanks for Hanging out, inviting yourself, busting yeah. in. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I hope you had a good time. All you dreamed of, Joe. I hope you had a good time while oh you were God, s- sipping it. Heineken's uh, silently in the hey, corner. I'm going to be there. able to listen to myself driving <laughs> into work, though, on Tuesdays. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It's yeah. going to be so meta. Rugs, where can the listener find you? Somewhere in a ditch. <laughs> in a deep, Wonderful. dark hole. Um, probably uh, the only place you can find me is on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy, you fucks. Look at me. Just subscribe to the show. Visit jockandnerd.com for all the links. And, of course, tell a friend, everybody. Spread the geekery. Everyone is going to be seeing this movie. Pass them along the show. Give them one of these. Jock and nerd. And then tell them to listen to our Rogue One review. We could literally double our le- our listenership if every person convinces one other person. One for one. 
One person, tell a person. Hashtag tell a person. Tell a person. And look, thank you everyone for listening. Thanks for a great 2016. Our first full calendar year on the Jock and Nerd podcast wraps up. We appreciate every second you shove us in your ear holes. Uh, or up your ass. Or with up the, your ass. Jock and Nerd wherever dildo. you put the, the, the headphones, I don't know. Or the dildo. Or if you buy the Jock and Nerd dildo, make sure you use so, D batteries. Up your ass or in your ear. Triple <laughs> A battery. You need 12. It runs on 12 triple A batteries. You just get, you hear get Imran giggling from inside <laughs> your body. <laughs> hey, it's a jock. We need two. It's a jock and it's Wait, a jock. We're, we're combining dicks. Let's go. Oh, it's a double. Yeah, it's not. It's not one dick. It's Imran and my dick right, on and top of each other. Play batteries, twelve of them. That's pretty long. <laughs> it's not the length. It's the girthiness. All right, look. Thanks for hanging out. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next year, everybody. I always find the like Awabunga. dude. What kind of music is this? <laughs> it's the Cantina song from Star Wars. Lame. Oh, okay. Star Wars music. This is what they play in Star Wars trip This is Star Wars porn stripping music. <laughs> Just picture two Banthas like fucking to this. <laughs>